0: On this episode of the Fated Golf Podcast, John and I discuss um, basically Phil not being able to, f- to, uh, to finish it, uh, some, some upcoming chatter that we're going to have about equipment here soon uh, with our head pro Kyle, and uh, we talk a little bit about just kind of what we're looking forward to in the next few months as it relates to golf, uh, John, especially as it relates to Westfield Golf, and we threw some shade at zombie dust, so we gave it a shot. I've got this one about two balls out to the right.
1: I'm telling you, man, it's a speed pun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I'm Mark Juleen, as uh, always, here with my man, John Falkenberg. Happy, well, Friday. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, but happy Friday to John and I. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) I'll probably post this out... um, I don't know, either later this weekend or Sunday night or something like that. We'll see how it goes. Try to get it back into some type of regular routine. But, uh, yeah, so how's uh, the uh, Winter Bowling League? John and I, uh, I think we've made it to the halfway mark. We are done with and winter bowling. That is, that is not. It is not golf. It
1: is not golf. It's not even close to golf. Like
0: it, we're, we've determined, like, we have no idea why we signed up for this because it just makes us miserable every week thinking it's, about going bowling.
1: Yeah, it's not good.
0: And sucking at bowling. Like I'm, I thought I was a decent bowler. I've determined I am a much better golfer than I am a bowler. Oh, yeah. Bowling is the same thing. as go, You've got to practice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're shooting at targets. You're trying to hit spots. And, yeah. yeah I mean, Angles. It, you're swinging arms and bodies and whatever, body parts. I don't know. It's, uh, but it sucks.
1: Yeah. No thanks. I'm done. You know, this I'm is done. the done, done league. No, I can't get into it. I get a text saying you want to be in a bowling league again. It, it will be no. Yeah. <laughs> I will bowl one time with somebody maybe. I'll be like, yeah. I'll, yeah. Tell you
0: what, I'll be the backup. I'll be the fill-in once. That's about it. I doubt you will. <laughs> I seriously doubt After you will. After <laughs> this. I'd much rather talk golf. Um, <laughs> speaking of golf... John and I are having a, you know a little FOMO. Um, there was a PGA merch uh, little show down in Orlando. Actually, you were down in Orlando, though. Didn't get to go. But you didn't get to go. Um, you know, Our best friends, Bob Menry and Katie Kearney and uh, Tawny Dancer, they were all there. Club so. Pro
1: Guy, was he there? Club Pro Guy said he was
0: there, but I don't believe he was there. Or if he was, he was incognito there. He was probably... So. Um, Cutting grass somewhere or something. I don't know what, but uh, he was. I think he was invited to the Snake Eyes uh, after party one night, which is pretty good or something. I don't know. Good old CPG can't can't have a show without a shout out to CPG.
1: I got, to, uh, but when I was down there, I got to play a nice golf course, so that was helpful. Isleworth. Isleworth. Good time. Man. Beautiful golf course. Beautiful weather. I'd much rather. Pretty exclusive little club there. I'd much rather have been there, besides uh, inside a convention center.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that is kind of cool to see, um, and we saw it a little bit with the with what Callaway did a few weeks ago with the launch party, and I think you know, following obviously um, some of these you know online personalities in golf now showing up to these events and being able to interact, I think it'd be a cool experience for us too. Just oh yeah. Meet the players that are doing these kind of things, passionate about golf the same way we are um, and uh, we're putting it on our list for next year so hopefully uh, we'll get we'll get an invite to 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 get down there and hang out and we were actually just we were just at the club and we were talking to our pro our head pro Kyle, and uh, he was down there as well and um, so yeah uh, we're actually going to have Kyle on the show next week, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, he's going to talk a little about. Uh, to us about some of the merch that he saw, which will be exciting. But uh, good stuff. PGA Tour-wise, as we predicted, Phil did not win last week. No. Um, not, I don't think he necessarily fell apart or melted on Sunday. He didn't have a great round on Sunday. That
1: guy just came through. But what was his name that won? Uh, it was, uh, oh, dang it. What was his name? I mean, um, he's never won on any professional level before then. Isn't that crazy? What did what was our conversation last week, dude? It was it's just so many good players. It's just so tough. I mean, what they I forget that guy's Adam name. Long. Adam, Adam Long. Adam Long. Yep. Me hit a clutch putt. Did you hear what he said on the the post round interview?
0: Mm-mm.
1: He goes, when I came to that putt, he's like, it's just one of those putts, and I don't think he was being cliche. He's like, I just knew I was going to drain it. Yeah.
0: No, one felt, we've all had those. He knew. It. He said, you "I look. just look at it, and it just feels right. You like, you know the
1: line, you know the speed, and you hit it." Yeah, that's what he felt. He's like, "How you're a put, last putt? Put? Think about that." Yeah, and he just said, that. "He's like, I just knew I was going to drain." That's it. amazing. It was. That's pretty cool that what he said, and then, and I liked his response. to say, "Hey, you know, it's just like a shock to you for to win." And he said, "No, I mean, if you look at my career, I've been building up. I've been my trajectory has been very." Very up, mm-hmm. upward. So, you know, he goes, I, I was ready, you know. I wanted to be in this position to win, which oh. is really cool. And there's so many guys like that.
0: I, I, that's the thing. To the point last week, there's so many guys that are in a position to win, essentially, each week. You get that putter hot or your driver, you know, you start piping that thing down the middle every time. Game changers. they just for the week. Yeah. And we know, I mean, we know Phil. I mean, I saw him. He had a few errant drives like he usually does scrambling on a few holes. Yeah, saving his butt and getting some pars, but it wasn't enough, especially on Sunday, for him to close it out. And I think I think anybody uh, it can come through. So, um, Torrey this week. Great check. Have you ever played Torrey? I haven't. Cool course. Um, not the most uh, challenging course I've ever played. I got the chance to play it probably four years ago. It's really maybe pretty five pretty years though. ago. It like the Gorgeous, because you're pretty much looking at the ocean almost on every hole, at least off in some direction. So it's very visible to see the ocean. There's some great picturesque holes there as well. What um, it cost you? Some cool ravines and stuff. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was like uh, maybe a couple costs, hundred bucks or something like that. I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, was it just perfect it's, shape? Know, it's a muni. Yeah. So we, we showed up at six forty-five. Something like that, you know, the first tee time wasn't until, um, let's say it was seven or 7.30 or something. So maybe we showed up at six, we could have showed up early. It was where you show up and you get on the sheet, and then we didn't tee off until like 10. So we had to wait around for like two hour, two, three hours. So that many people showing up? Enough people had showed up before us. We like got in a line at like the Caddy Shack and like got on the list. We, we maybe teed off at nine, not 10, but we had to wait like an hour and if a half. If you came
1: hours. there at like noon, would you
0: get on? So that was, we talked to them a little bit. Depends on the day. We went on a weekday. Um, depends on the time of year. Depends on the day. They uh, they do a lot of outings in the afternoons. So they book those slots. So it's tougher to get on that. You can get on the north course versus the south course um, uh, for more. Like, it's easier to get on that.
1: Because the south course is the one that's the tournament. How's the St. Andrews? Like, does that, they do the same thing? You show up? I think you book tea time there. You book tea time? Yeah that's, that's yeah, because you
0: Travel pretty far to get there and yeah, I'm pretty sure you booked tea time there. So, I don't know, that that's another trip on our list though. I think as we as we as we age, we have to figure out strategically where our golf trips are for the year.
1: Oh, I am I, 100% I, we got to play yeah. St Andrews. Have to. Oh, that's going it's a, <laughs> it's a given. Well I mean, what else movie. is I haven't played you played whistling, right? It's great. I haven't played it.
0: Dude, going up there is a fun experience because you can go play, you know, four courses up there. Um, they're all great courses. They're all a lot of fun. They all are challenging. Um, it can be hard as shit if it's windy as well. Um, the atmosphere, like if you stay at the Kohler Club, freaking awesome. Just awesome. Did you stay there? I stayed there one time, and then I stayed at a B&B another time that was nearby. So,
1: is the B&B pretty
0: decent? Yeah, It was like an old house that they had kind of, you know, this old couple just kind of like ran. It's mm-hmm. nice, you know. You got to get your own room and it was convenient. It wasn't expensive as the Color Club, but
1: I I I, I want to do it. I just
0: I, I don't know. Got to, we got we got we, we, we got we got little kids and we got to figure out times that we can block off and be selfish. But you still haven't played Victoria, though. No, that's and you still haven't played nice. French Lick either. I dude, know. There's stuff right in our backyard that we haven't even played. Well, let's
1: let's let's make a point. We're gonna
0: play Victoria, yeah. and then we're gonna play French Lake. I'd love to get up to Arcadia Bluffs as well. I've heard it's phenomenal. They have a new yeah, course I up there in too. Michigan. Yeah, um, that, dude, there's so much golf here in the Midwest. That's good.
1: Have you played um, Medina or uh, Jack's Course over in Dublin? What is it? Um, Memorial? Memorial.
0: Or it's not the memorial, but it's it's a, a, that's where they play the memorial, what, right? What's it called? I don't remember. I can't think of what it is now. Gosh, so, our brains uh, are really working uh, out. We're, we're, we're done. <laughs> it's Friday. We're, we're, we're squishy. Um, no, I've got a guy who can get us on Medina, though.
1: Mirrorfield. Mirrorfield,
0: Yeah. I've got a guy who can get us on Medina.
1: Oh, we got to do it. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: we've well, got to sign up for some stuff with him. I think that would probably help the case. But anyway, I, um, I, know, uh, I know a guy who can get us on Medina. I may know a guy that could get us on Olympia too.
1: Uh, okay, we we'll just make a little trip up there and make that happen. A little
0: Chicago trip, and then go hit Cog Hill too, just, just for a little public golf action. But it's not even been far. No,
1: three hours? It's not far. Good. I'm in.
0: Alright. We get there's so much cool golf here in the Midwest. Um the uh God, where were, where were we going with this? Alright, so yeah, so. Uh week, they To That's right. There's right. Tori, Rory's playing it, I think, for the first time. That's interesting. Um, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know their scores. John Rahm was leading. Who was leading
1: it yesterday? John Rom.
0: Rom was leading shot it yesterday. 62.
1: But he's only leading by a shot. Okay. I'll check right now. I'll be able to tell you. Because I doubt they're playing yet. They
0: got to be. Rom is Rahm. even through
1: three. He's got three guys that... Your boy though, Doug Gim. Dude, your boy shot seven under yesterday. Who? Oh, yeah, he's playing well. He was putting better. There you go. Speed. We're talking about speed for the other guys. John's boy. You guys are. Well, yeah, you guys have bet against him. Remember that? Yeah, we are. Not going to win a major. Danny Willett's even. Someone was betting me that.
0: This is kind of sad. Hunter Mahan and Danny Willett are tied with Tiger Woods right now. So that tells you how good Tiger Woods is. Um. Sorry, Tiger Woods fans. I'm. I'm he's four under. I know he's playing just fine. He's could be in the hunt. Um, so yeah, Tory, good course. Um, should be interesting to see how these guys play. The fun tournaments next week. The frickin' frat party golf tournament. Apparently, a lot of guys don't like it,
1: but we'll. Um, Where's Kepka at? There's a lot of guys that do. So. Is Kepka? Is he even in the the hunt for the cut? Bruce, Brooks, Bruce, Bruce Cupcake. Is he
0: playing? He was in, dude, did you see that picture of him? May not be playing. With his girlfriend? No, they were like in the uh, Maldives or something like that. He was wearing some thong with her on on the beach. Are you serious? He's not playing, I don't think. I don't think he is because I think he's in the Maldives wearing a freaking thong bathing suit. (laughs) Uh. Where's CPG CPG posted it a few days ago? Uh, let's see here if I can pull that up or, yeah, here we go. Brooks Kepka thong. Here you go. I don't want to PGA see. it. star Brooks Kepka and Hot Model Girlfriend. Buns out in Maldives.
1: That's horrible.
0: It's know, yeah, who who
1: wants to see that? I don't know, man.
0: Pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Yeah, it makes the internet though. It's great. Um, all right, so there you go. Pro golf um, equipment-wise, uh, as we kind of mentioned, we're going to have we're, next week. We're going to have a show that really is kind of dedicated to equipment. So we've got our head golf professional, Kyle Kramer, here at Chatham. Um, he's going to give us some insights on what he saw down at the PGA show, merchandise show, as well as uh, we had a small conversation about kind of shafts and club heads and things like that. So. Um, Uh, I think it'll be a a fun episode to kind of dive into that, especially as we have new equipment coming online and uh, get his takes as a professional and what the manufacturers are trying to sell. You know, he gets to go to these guys and they're pitching him whatever they're, you know, gimmick of the year is. And it'll be interesting to see his perspective as he's kind of weighed out all those things and what he wants to
1: carry in the shop this year. So that's pretty good insight. I, I think, think he, he's a Callaway guy, but he I'm not saying he he won't be... But he's looking at it all. Yeah, he's looking yeah, at it all.
0: He's looking at it
1: all. But he he does like Callaway. Um, but he did put me in tireless irons. Yeah. But he also put me in a driver, Callaway driver. But he definitely takes a look at it all. and hits it and gets a feel. And he gives a really he does give a good subjective and objective
0: perspective. I, I loved his analysis. It's a quick, you know, snapshot and we'll, we'll share that with you guys next week when he's here. We'll ask him about, you know, how you know different manufacturers and different clubs really cater to a different type of play. So I that was that was an interesting perspective, you know, cuz he could just be the Callaway guy that's trying to push Callaway stuff, but he he recognizes that different players, you know, different equipment's going to fit them better. So I think it's really cool. Um, moving on from that, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about your you know just kind of uh, your your travels, I guess, um, a little bit to to Isleworth as well as a couple times um, in Florida in this couple month. times in Florida. Um, and but what what are the things though? so if here's where I wanted to go with this. So you've we like I'm gonna be in Mexico in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll play a round or two. You know, you're planning on going back down to Florida, so you play this little off-season golf. We were just talking here in my little uh, putting green. We were talking about you know what you know chipping, what that can do for us. If you were to evaluate your game in the middle of January, you know how rusty it is. You know, we've hit a few balls in your simulator or whatever it is. What do you think is the thing that like out of the gate in the spring or right now that you'd have to work on?
1: But see, I I think you can almost want to back up, and it's like I don't feel as rusty. Like because okay. I'm playing a little bit, yeah. Here and there, playing a the simulator, I feel like almost every other year since I've started golf, I feel like I have to relearn the game coming out in the spring because I didn't mm-hmm. grow up playing it. Yeah. And then it's like when I stopped for three or four months, it just was awful coming out in the spring. So I feel just you know more confident going into to new season of golf. I feel good, not like great, but I, to answer your question to. What do I think I need to work on? Uh, it's the short game stuff. Okay. Uh, putting, chipping. Ball striking is okay right now. It's comparative to regular season. Well, you're able to hit it in your simulator a little bit. You've, had, you've played a
0: few rounds, not like obviously consistently as you do here. But, but I lost
1: probably six, seven strokes on putting and chipping on this past uh, uh, week at Isleworth.
0: I would think, no, I mean, this is my perspective. I think that's the quickest thing to go with any time off, though, is that touch.
1: Oh, 100%. Right? That, I think, isn't that everybody? It should, I, I think
0: it should be everybody. I mean, if you take a little bit, you got to, it shouldn't, it doesn't take that long to come, to get it back, I don't think, but you have to work at it. You have to.
1: I mean, that's the part of the game where you're going to score. Yeah. If you don't work at it with your, it's that feel. Mm-hmm. And like making sure you're making good contact with That's the chips. Why I'm rolling
0: 10 footers down here, man. I'm like, at least give me like a little something, you know, a little feel for how that ball comes off. You can work chips on that too. It's, I know like a little 14 foot um, putting green that I got myself for Christmas. It was nice. I, I will say the gimmick of the year, though, is this, uh, and I don't even know what that thing, I think it's called, like, a putt-out or something like that. I don't know what the heck it is, but this, that little slopey thing there, I never use it. It's a total, it's a $25, I might as well burn $25. The thing was, that thing is worthless.
1: That little, the thing, right? The, up, the thing with the slope
0: in the middle. Yeah,
1: like, it, the ball, I can
0: never get the ball to get caught on the little thing in the middle. It's basically impossible. And... Uh, I don't know. I'd much rather just putt toward the little holes. But
1: the thing right in the middle, right there with the plastic, the plastic with it.
0: the slope. It's a. It was the biggest waste of money. But they had it on their website, Birdie Ball, where I got this uh, putting green. They had it on their website, and they were like, "Add this." The other people add this, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks cool." Twenty five bucks, right? And it's it, uh, it's worthless.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'd say just the the experience of playing Isleworth was pretty unique, and then all, seeing I was with a. Uh, a member, and he could explain like where people lived in the in the neighborhood, or where Tiger Woods got in his his uh, accident two thousand eight, and they showed, it's right across in the driving range. But then the golf course was just so nice; it's just really difficult, set up really well. I think it's probably Arnold Palmer's considered probably his best, or if not the best. Oh yeah, his that's his that's his icon. Yeah, um, you know, clubhouse is great. It was just it was a really good experience. Wish I could uh, go play it again. that be—it's t- the type of golf course you want to play more. It's not like it's hard and it's got you know tough bunkers and, but it's not—it's not over. It's not gimmicky. You know, you know where you need to hit it. It's a challenge to hit it in those spots, and you're rewarded for it. Yeah. I and mean, you have yeah. long holes, and you still have wedges in. It, it, hitting it, you know, two ninety, two eighty-five. So
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's holes where you can. You know, you you still. I had wedges in on several holes, which when we were playing from the second to back tees on the par fours, and then we mixed it up with the par threes. Mm-hmm. So it was like the Palmer tees or something. Um, awesome, good time. But I, I showed you pictures of that number two hole. Oh
0: God, a par three. I, I would I would either block it into the tree's right, or I would hook it into the tree's left. I
1: don't, I don't, I don't, shot did not and even if you wanted a 20 20 yard shoot, you're, you had nothing.
0: It was a dead straight ball. That was your only option. Well,
1: if you went all the way back to the tip, you could maybe get it over the trees from like 230. (laughs) So the way that hole is set up, just so if people are listening, you got, you have a par three that has a little strip of land for the tee box, then you're over water, and then it it kind of shoots back around to the elevated tee. So it's, you saw it with trees on each side. Would you say that that, that window was what? By that from picture, 20 yards? for that
0: was that's it. I mean, you can't, you couldn't play a big right to left shot, and you basically couldn't pay, play a big left to right shot. I mean, you you could have a, a narrow, you know, a little little five yard draw, maybe a little five yard cut. That was about it. And the
1: wind was in our face. <laughs> so you like to accentuate whatever you did. At one eighty with wind in your face. Yeah. yeah. Forget it. Tough golf. Tough golf shot, but yeah. cool cool time. So with this upcoming I mean like the we're almost
0: through January. Like we start getting the itch. Um, what time do you guys start playing for the golf season with the with the boys at Westfield? Um, when do they start doing tryouts? Is that usually March? We are
1: we do tryouts in March. huh And then the end of March and then we have spring break and we start our uh season right after. Right spring after, break, okay, so is, in April. Yeah. Okay. Last year so, it was snowing and tryouts.
0: I know. It's crazy, man. But you know, so like so if you if you could future cast, give yourself a crystal ball. Um, that To me, I always feel like high school golf is like the the pinpoint for where golf season starts here in Indiana. You know, like you know, so like people can possibly start playing in March. You know, if you look at the season upcoming, what, what are some of the things that you are most excited about? And it doesn't have to be for the Westfield golf team, it can be you personally as well. Wow. Um, We're sitting here in January. I mean, we've got a lot to look forward to.
1: We just got our schedule, so we have more We actually have more tournaments and matches. I saw that. I mean, that was exciting because I like that better than practice. Um, Well, um, I I think, to me, I'm more excited about just, I don't know with our group this year where we're going to shake out versus the other. I mean, we've got a really good, your former high school, Mm Carmel is going to be extremely good again, Um, golf here and. Northern Indianapolis is extremely competitive. Yeah, and then Center Grove. Yeah. Um. So I. I don't know. This team could be really good. We have because we have this. Uh, kid that transferred from Louisville that was. Top. You know, three or four in the state there. Hmm. Okay. And he's he's a good he's a good player. Um. I, what year is he? He's a senior. Okay. So we got lucky to get him. Um. So. You know, I don't know. I think it's just kind of unfolding to see what this team's going to be. I mean, we do the workouts over the over the uh, winter time, but you know, you just don't get any indication. Yeah. Um, the kids, like the the freshmen that we had last year and their sophomores, they're just they growing like weeds. The kids are huge. <laughs> we got like we got four or five sophomores that'll be three or four will be fighting or will be on. Three or two or will be on varsity for sure, and possibly up to four. Wow! Sophomore. No three, no, because the one's gonna be a junior, and they're all over six foot. <laughs> Man, yeah,
0: it's, it's a different player, dude. It's, it is. Do the, the game is so shifted, just like we're talking about with week to it, week. It's so competitive on tour. It just, it's, it's just changed.
1: It's, it's changed. It's changed. It's changed, and like the kids, they they even know they need to be one sport if they want to get good. Yeah. At any of the sports they try now in golf so they don't they, I mean these other kids were good at soccer they were good at baseball or basketball they dropped it and they're just focusing on golf
0: that's, that's crazy that's crazy I mean I know I didn't get, take it seriously until I was what 15, 14 but I mean I just kind of even it then I wasn't even that
1: serious right oh my
0: god no like my freshman year I was like I made the golf team like I, they picked me <laughs> I must have shown some potential or something like that had you played golf much before that Oh, I've been playing golf since I was probably, like, five years old, Um, because my dad plays, you know, so, um, you know, we'd we'd go out and slap it around, and I played for a number of years, and we we grew up here in Carmel, like, right next to Brookshire, and so, um, so I would, I worked there some summers and stuff, too, but, like, they had, like, a little junior golf thing, and I'd play that every Wednesday or whatever it was. What's your
1: best round in Brookshire?
0: The Shire? Probably, like, it might be, like, even par. I might have shot, like, 72 or I 73 there. I don't think there. it's a
1: super easy course from backed up. I don't, dude. Because the conditions it are very
0: good. It's one of the most narrow, and I, you know what, like, now, with how far I hit it compared to what, how far I hit it then, like, um, I, it just gives me some totally new perspective. And I haven't played it in a number of years, but... It's a lot more narrow than I remembered it ever being. Um, it's really like a, there's some very goofy holes there, and you really have to kind of like place your shots out there on a number of holes. It's not about just like pulling driver and you know hitting it as far as you can and then having what a wedge. What
1: hole number is that? Okay, there's the par five that's straight that is a huge tree you want to avoid on the right, and then you have that par four that's coming back. You need to lay up before the creek.
0: Seven. That is the weirdest hardest hole, hole in the city.
1: It it probably
0: is. It, it could be the hardest hole in the city. It probably is. Because it plays, it's a 400-yard hole, but you have to hit a 180-yard, maybe 190-yard tee shot. So you'd have, like, 200 to 210 in, because you're (laughs) over a creek with a creek running all down the right hand side, and woods all the way down the left. You could clear the creek with, like, a 250-yard drive, but... The creek runs all the way down the right-hand side. There's just no there's no benefit to doing that. So you're better off having your 190 200 yard shot in. What we would do back then is we would actually aim right, because oh, and put it on the park. We'd actually play it out the rough, actually up the right. So because you because the creek kind of runs angled on what side, left or right? On the right-hand side. So the creek runs down. So the the whole kind of, the creek splits the hole kind of in half. So it's a 400-yard hole. At about 200 yards, basically, the creek runs through the middle. So, but it angles. So it it runs up the left-hand side of the fairway from the tee box up to the middle, and then it cuts across at an angle to the right, and then it runs up the right-hand side of the fairway and right-hand side of the green going up. So what we would do, because of the way it angles, we would actually play it up the right rough, Because of the way the creek angled, you could actually hit a little bit, one extra club. And so, yeah, your approach shot would be out of the rough, but you might have 180 in versus having to play like a 190, 200-yard shot in out of the rough. There's trees over there, though. Because if you tried to lay, there are some trees over there. It was risky, risk-reward, but that was basically the play. Because if you played down the left-hand side, if you pulled it at all, you'd be in the creek if you played too long of a club. It It was, it's one of the hardest holes. It's hard. I mean, and then I've seen some guys play going away. into a narrow
1: freaking green. I've seen some guys play it off the par five,
0: off the par number six, is fairway, and pitch it over the trees.
1: Yeah, I it's mean, another way to play it. If you can just if you aim over there and hit a driver, you have one seventy in.
0: You just got to get it over the trees, and there's a big freaking tree, yeah. right by the green. It's a tough hole. It's one of the toughest holes in and the city. And then the par five, it's right after that. Uh, three shot par five. No choice. You can't go there in two. And it's t- again two layups. It's a 200, like thirty yard shot off the tee. You can't hit driver. And then your next there's shot. There's no way to
1: get there in two. There's
0: it? no way to get there in two then. And so your next shot. Have you cleared that creek ever? The, um, it's like a 270-yard, 280-yard carry. No. And you're like, it's not worth it. No. No. That's it's not worth not, it. You a, have out-of-bounds no. left and a creek you've got to clear. What you, know what you know what we would do there? is actually we would play it out right into the number three fairway, way right. And then you could actually get an angle in on the green. Otherwise, you have to, basically you would hit, uh, at the time we would hit three wood, and then we would hit like a seven iron. So we'd hit like a 150, 160 yard shot. So I'd hit three wood, 150, 160 yard shot, and then you'd have a wedge in. That's basically the way you should play that hole. But we even would goof around and we'd go, tee it off way right into the fairway of number three. Basically, it would be like the front part of the fairway, and then you could actually get a straight view onto it, and you'd have like another 230, 250 in, but probably about 250 in. But again, you'd have to hit like a laser freaking shot between trees and shit. It wasn't worth it either. I got there doing it that way probably like one or two times. I wouldn't necessarily get on the green. I'd get up by the green and be chipping, but
1: I... I think the golf course isn't super easy.
0: Uh, actually, we should go play that. That would be a fun, like, to like podcast that freaking thing live. Like, let's just go play. We should play that and like Psalm. Um And but we need we need to play Purgatory too. Uh, right. Forts great here. Anyway, fun stuff. Um, on to, we'll wrap it up there. Um, I I mean I'm looking forward to a lot of things this season. Well,
1: you you, you you probably need to wrap it up because you're going to watch um, a low-grade college basketball team here in a couple hours.
0: Uh, yeah, my Hoosiers are <laughs> kind of shit right now. Archie, if you're listening, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Actually, on. let's
1: not go. I like where it's at right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, John's a Purdue guy. I'm an IU guy. All right, so uh, to wrap this up, we, of course, do a beverage at the end of Every episode, we, uh, we threw some shade. Um, uh, I can't remember what episode it was. It might have been like one of the first five episodes. Um, I think we, we did a review on the Three Floyds Space Station Middle Finger. Probably our favorite. Um, uh, yeah, for me, Three Probably Floyds. our favorite of the Three Floyds. Um, so Three Floyds is a brewery out of northern Indiana, northwest Indiana. And we're um, proud of their beer. They're proud of their beer. Um, craft Brewery. They've become real popular up in the Chicago area, Michigan, because they're kind of northwest Indiana and Indiana. Um, they've got... I don't know. They've got... A, a, they probably do a lot more IPAs than, than anything. Um, Gumball Head is kind of a wheat beer I, that they I, do. And, and, I like, and I like the Gumball Head. Pretty easy to find Gumball Head. They've got... You'll find... They have Yum Yum, which they, which they make a ton of that, and they make a ton of the, uh, I can't think of the other one, they make a ton of um, Alpha King. They Alpha make a ton King. of Alpha yep. King. So Alpha King, Yum Yum, easiest well, that's to find. What's the one that's really hard to get? So Alpha King, Yum Yum, easiest to get. Gumball Head, probably the next easiest to get, uh, as well as the Space Station Middle Finger. I find that it's easy to get that. We are drinking those zombie dust, which is... Is it like, the hardest one to get? This is the one that is, like, they're known for. This is kind of, like, their iconic, you know, the one that kind of, like, put them on the map. And so it's really hard to get. I think they purposely make it still in small batches just to keep it, like, rare, um, when you go to a liquor store here, Charles, they'll uh, only they'll, they'll only let you buy like a six pack at a time, like, like like as if it, it's freaking. It, what mold. is it like
1: twenty bucks?
0: Eh, I think any of them are like ridiculous. They're like sixteen dollars for a six pack or something like that. So they they gouge you on all this stuff, um, but I still end up buying it. And people get so uh, Michael, who's been on the show, my brother-in-law, he got us. He got me a six pack for Christmas. He found he found some Club Champ. Club champ, Let's me, and, call me my Michael partner, Club my partner, my partner, club champ, Michael. Um, so he got me a six pack of zombie dust and we were throwing some shade to it because we prefer the middle finger. And uh, so we're trying the zombie dust. What do you think in comparison?
1: Comparison to the middle finger? Yeah. I like middle finger better. I mean, Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is not bad. I mean, it's I'm not still like, a
0: pale ale. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's, just, um,
0: it's, it's more bitter for sure.
1: I mean, it's good. It's, I mean, i drink it. Yeah. I don't want drink. more than one or two of them, though.
0: Yeah. It's more bitter. The uh, the Middle Finger is just much easier to drink. You can see that they're in the same family. Yeah. It's um, got a
1: better finish, I think, the Middle Finger yeah. to me.
0: Yeah, this one's just got kind of more of that bitter finish to it, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know where the, the hype comes from. Again, I think it was like their first big hit beer, which... You know what, when, a, when you're a craft brewery, I could get this. Like, when you're a craft brewery, you're looking for one beer that people, like, really, like, can latch on to. you has got a cool name. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, the freaking label's awesome. Um, so, and we'll, I'll share that on the gram uh, for everybody. But um, we, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say I wouldn't
1: recommend it. It's just not me. I mean,
0: I would, get, I would get, you know, we go back, we, we kind of failed this in the last one. Like, would you gift it to someone? Like,
1: yeah, I would totally gift
0: this to a beer person because they know how, like, rare it is. If you find it and you gave it as a gift, people would appreciate it. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to drink it all the time.
1: No. So. It's not me. I mean, but I know I'm in the prime minority.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, no, I've, I've talked to a number of people that are like, oh, it's overrated.
1: Well, we know Three Fours is a good brewery. You make yeah. beer, but it's not all our style. So, yeah, absolutely, my, I I like my style. I, I don't prefer the really Middle
0: Finger and the Gumball Head. I like um, those two.
1: I, like I can those. drink Gumball. Gumball the, you know, Head is the type of beer I could sit like yeah.
0: by your pool, yep. and drink all afternoon. And the uh, the Robert the Bruce isn't bad either. It's yep. not as good as Wee Mac, but it's pretty good.
1: I actually like it better than Wee Mac. Do you? Yeah, yeah okay. I actually do. So that's like
0: their Scottish ale. Um, you know, brown it ale. tastes more like
1: a busted knuckle to me.
0: It does. It's it's definitely more. It's got that kind of nuttier, heavier kind of yeah. you know flavoring to it. We max a little bit smoother finish. We should do it. Smoother. We should do it.
1: We'll, we'll let's try. We'll, we'll, we're gonna
0: keep. We're gonna keep rocking through the three Floyds. I would like to pick another brewery. Um, and actually, next week Kyle's a beer guy, so we, we might we might pull a couple. Uh, local breweries or something like that. We might uh, try to get a few beers from. A, a Unless couple. I, if
1: I stop by uh, another obscure liquor store and I find a good tequila. I'm well, I'd love you
0: know. to do a tequila again too. But I I, well, obscure tequila. So I'm going to uh, Mexico in two weeks, dude. I'm bringing home some tequila. That will be my mission. So we're gonna find some obscure tequila. Well, with that, we appreciate everybody listening, all twelve of you. Um, <laughs> uh, go hit more greens, score better. We'll see you.
1: Thanks.